In a world searching for meaning and hope, there's a place where voices rise. Welcome to the Repurpose Podcast Network, your haven for podcasts that envelops the everyday lives of believers. Shows about relationships, news, sports, and so much more. With so much negative content defining the Black experience, controlling the narrative is on the forefront. We amplify, elevate, empower Black creators to share with the world their thoughts and ideas. Tune in and unlock a world of captivating content that entertains and uplifts. The Repurpose Network. One message, many voices. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the James Taylor Jr. Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. James Taylor Jr. I'm really excited today because I'm going to talk about something uh, called Dating with a Purpose. I'm probably going to make this a series because I think it's very important. And I want to let you know just clearly where my heart stands as a communicator. I like this thing that I've coined the phrase, I do R&B. And not music, but just language, right? I teach about relationships, whether it be friendships, courting, dating, and then I talk about business all day long. These are things that I'm very passionate about. And so today I'm going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk specifically about dating. Let me start out by saying people should date with the intent to marry. It's old school. It's cliche. But I think that's the best thing to do. Now, if you just want to have fun, be clear, but you should date with the intent to marry. And I'm going to give you several points that I think can help you grow in your relationship. But I would be remiss not to say that on November 17th and 18th, we have a conference called Just Be Con Conference that I would love you to be a part of. I want you to go to Just Be Con, that's J-U-S-T-B-E-C-O-N.com. Or click the link in my bio for further information. We're going to teach financial literacy. We're going to teach you how to grow your business. We're going to help you how to start your business. We're even going to talk about emotional intelligence because I believe you can't grow your business until you grow you. So hopefully you'll be able to attend that. But let's talk about this. We're going to talk clearly about dating with a purpose. The first point I'm going to give you is live your truth. I'm starting to realize that a lot of people want a relationship, but they don't want to be honest about what type of person they are before they get in one. If you're the type of person who is loud, if you're the type of person who is quiet, if you're the type of person who wants to be uh, financially taken care of, if you're the type of person who wants to be modern, or you're the type of person who needs to be or wants to be traditional, you need to be clear about the truth about how you want your relationship to go. Because what's happening nowadays is a lot of people are getting in relationships and they're angry with the person because the person is not doing exactly what they desire. And the reason why they can't do what you desire is because you're not clear about who you are. I think people have to do two things in life that is very important. I'll preach it uh, to the paint of the walls fall off. You have to identify who you truly are and classify what you do. Because who you are is, the, is going to be the person that someone has to live with. And what you do is going to have to be the person has to deal with. In other words, you might travel a lot or you might be a homebody and work for home. Whatever it is, your identification and classification needs to be clear. So number one, living your truth. Number two, you got to know your own love languages. If you don't know your love language and they don't know their love language, you're going to always have conflict. 
I tell people all the time that when you get in a relationship, it's not necessarily just good to communicate. It's either you need to communicate and also comprehend. First seek to understand, then to be understood. The thing that bothers me the most in relationships, and even I had the problem with myself when before my wife passed away and, and when we were when we were younger, was I had to learn how to comprehend her love language. I didn't have to always like it. I didn't have to always agree with it, but I needed to comprehend it. What am I saying to you? If you understand totally why a person feels a certain way and understand why they need to be treated a certain way, you don't necessarily have to agree, but you do have to respect it. And when you respect it, it helps the relationship to grow stronger. And sometimes, nine times out of 10, I would say, once you respect something, you learn to appreciate why that person is that way. Because once they live in their truth, it's easier for you to love them and not have more conflict. Too many of you jokers walk in a relationship trying to change a person to the image of what you want them to be for you. Instead of before walking down the aisle, actually loving them for who they are. And let me get to point number three. Point number three is probably going to seem vain, but it's necessary. Looks. Not only do you have to uh, live with your truth, uh, live in your truth, excuse me, know each other's love language, how to talk to each other. You know, do I like open doors? Do I like gifts? I like acts of service, your love language. But then you have to understand that you actually got to like what you're looking at. Too many times people will uh, complain about their spouse attraction and then they will go ahead and be in a relationship with that person. And then when the relationship is over, I didn't even find you attractive anyway. Even so much so that someone will be with somebody because they provide the first two things, but they really don't find them physically attractive. I, I know this may be a tough statement, but I need to be able to want to make love to you. I need to be able to want to kiss you. I, I need to be able to roll over and look at you in the morning and not go, oh, my God, and go, oh, my God. There's a difference, <laughs> right? Uh, 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 I, don't, I don't like using the word ugly, but you might be different to me. And when somebody's different to you, somebody that you don't find to be attractive, they're just different. They're not ugly because, listen, that's subjective. Anybody can like anything at any time. Everybody has a different taste, right? But if I don't find you attractive, that is something that's going to be a problem. And if you don't find me attractive, I'm going to have this insecurity all the time of wondering, do I please you? Do I, do I, do I turn you on? Or do, uh, do you like holding my hands? Do you like being seen with me in public? That's too much pressure in a relationship, and people need to stop doing that. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people go with somebody, he treats me good. Girl, you find him attractive, y'all don't make love, y'all don't hold hands, y'all don't like to be in public, but because he does things for you, he's not really being loved by you, and I think that's dangerous because of the way a person's look. The next thing is learning from one another. Not only do I think you need to learn yourself, I think you need to learn from your spouse. Learn from your significant other. At the end of the day, if I'm building a relationship with you, I got to not only learn from you, but I got to also learn you. There's two parts to this learning. I need to learn from you. I got to be open-minded that there is some correction that may come from you. I got to be open-minded that it might be a different way to do things. I got to be open-minded that there may be times I am wrong. And if I really love you, I'm going to respect your opinion, and I'm also going to respect moments in the direction. So let me be clear before you joke is... Typical males coming here with all that red pill alpha male. First of all, you ain't no wolf. You don't walk on all fours. So I hate the alpha male statement. I think it's a fair, it's a fair, it's a, a fantasy land. It's not really real. I don't do the red pill thing because I think that just makes you a control freak. And then once the person realizes you can't really control them, they leave you and now you stuck with you. 
But what you have to stop doing as a man is feeling that your voice or your words is the end all the be all. Your wife don't stand behind you. She don't stand in front of you. She doesn't stand underneath you. She stand beside you. She's your partner. And the two shall become one. I know this is going to sound like bad math, but it's good for relationship. One plus one equals one. And the two shall become one. You got to get to the place that your wife's voice as a man has value to you. You may be the head, but she turns the neck. Because sometimes as a man, you can make a mistake and go in the wrong direction. And then what I mean by learn your partner, I am saying that if you can't study the person you love, why do you expect them to know that you care about them? Do they like to cook a lot? No. Do they like to get on roller coasters? No. Uh, uh, do they like to go to botanical gardens? Yes. Do they like to uh, go to concerts? Yes. You know, uh, uh, they like to hold hands a lot. They like to uh, be intimate a lot. They, they might like to uh, sit and cuddle or you as a man may want to go hunting and you want your lady to go with you sometimes. You actually want her to go and do things with you and enjoy your company. Why am I saying this to you? A lot of men and women don't take time to learn their partner. You spend more time trying to figure out what you can get rather than what you can give. I am frustrated with the fact that we don't know how to do this word called be present. Like literally sit across from the table with somebody, not just flip your phone over. I'm using it for notes, but not just flip your phone over, but actually put it away. Actually just be present with the person you're with. I, I recommend this to anybody who's in a relationship um, and married and, and has a, a healthy connection. The first 30 minutes of coming home, y'all should spend it in each other's arms, looking at each other's faces kissing and hugging on each other, giving words of affirmation or saying nothing at all and just being just being with each other. When I lost my wife to cancer, I, I have to be honest, I had a lot of regrets. And one of the things that I said to my therapist, I said, I am mad because when I became exactly what she needed, she was taken from me. And as a believer in God, I know she wasn't taken from me she just went to be home with him. And it still hurts to this day that I feel like I grew into becoming a better man and a better husband. And then she uh, died of mucinous ovarian cancer. If you got a, someone you love right now in your life, be present with them. Do not take them for granted. Don't harp on the small things and let that determine your whole relationship. Don't spend most of your time complaining about the little things, but figuring out how to over, overcome them and, 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 and do this for me. This is a phrase that I, I'm teaching my, my four beautiful children that I want them to do in their marriage. You can be right. She can be right. But most importantly, get it right. She could be wrong or you can be wrong, but I still need to get it right. What does that mean? Just because both of you are right doesn't mean that the relationship is getting right. So the focus should be getting the relationship right. The focus should be, you know what, babe? I don't need to be right to love you. This thing is not that big of a deal where I have to have my words be more important than my love for you. That doesn't mean be abused. That doesn't mean be physically or verbally abused. It just means that I love you enough to be kind to you and gracious to you that we can grow. So I want to encourage you in that point of doing that. The other thing I want you to do is like the person you're with. <laughs> Have fun with them. Go out on dates. When you get married, people get boring. You get busy. 
And then you start chasing your career and your money, and then you realize, look up, you don't even know the person you're with. That's why a lot of people get divorced after their kids are gone, because they really didn't spend time trying to learn each other and love each other. Therefore, you're not going to like the person you're with. The more I know about you, the more I can find out what I do and don't like about you. But I should have did that before I got married, if we were to keep it 100. But at the same time, if you keep it a whole hondo, here's the, here's the crazy thing. Your spouse changes as the relationship gets older. They have different desires. They might not like cheesecake no more. They might like apple pie. They may not want to uh, just sit around and watch TV all the time. They want to go to the gym. They may have been a homebody, but now they want to explore the world and travel and do things. And if you don't like them for who they are, you will never, they will never like you for who you are. You'll spend more time trying to, again, trying to make somebody be something that you want them to be instead of accepting them for who they really are. Relationships have phases. Relationships have peaks and valleys. Let me give you a great phrase that I teach my kids. They always say, Dad, you always got these phrases. My kids watch my content and be like, I done heard that forever. You stay saying the same stuff over and over. I do. I want to drill it home. I want them to have a better marriage, be better parents than I ever will ever be. And this is what I tell my kids all the time. You don't love me until we go through something. It's easy to love somebody when they're doing everything you like. It's another thing to love somebody when they do something wrong. And I'm not talking about cheating, physical abuse, or even verbal abuse. Because as a man, me and my wife is, uh, uh, my wife is from Philly. I was from New York. I, I'm from New York. I grew up in New York. We verbally abused each other. We had to learn that our words had power and we needed to watch what we say. And so we changed it and we had to have a standard for it when we had communication. But we had to grow into that. And like I said, um, you have to get to the place where you realize that there's going to be tough times in your relationship if I can love you well in the valley, I'll be blown away at the mountaintop. If I can love you well in the valley where we're not seeing eye to eye, th there are times relationships have funks. There are times you're in the mood and the other person is in the mood. But that's why to say the two shall become one flesh. The other one says when one falls, the other one is picking them up. That's why I love the Bible, man, because there are stories in there and there are principles in there that can really help a healthy relationship if we really pay attention, the, right? The two shall become one. That means my goal is to be have a bond with you. Your spouse should be your best friend. Okay, what nobody say. Everybody keeps trying to tell me, I got my girlfriends for that. Yeah, you got your girlfriends, but your spouse, your, your, the, the other whole of you should be your best friend. I should be able to confide in my spouse more than I confide in anybody else. I should trust my spouse more than I trust anybody else. I didn't say there's certain things you don't talk with women with and men don't talk with men with. But when the rubber meets the road, we ride or die for one each other in a healthy way. Because ride or die today can mean a lot of crazy stuff. So let me be careful. A healthy ride or die. Right? Till death do us part. Through sickness and health for rich or poor. That type of ride or die. Uh, and here's the thing. Last thing is leadership style. Um, I said earlier that men can be the head, but the woman can be the neck. And that means when a man is making a mistake and he's going in the wrong direction, she can help him get on back on track. Men, do not disrespect your wife because she has a difference of opinion of what you're doing. Don't get frustrated when your wife questions your leadership style on your job and in your business. Because I said this before and I'll say it again. Your wife may not know all the ins and outs of your job, but she does know the ins and outs of you. Ladies, stop getting mad at your husband when he talks to you about the way you carry it with your girlfriends and he feels a certain kind of way and he thinks he's taking you in the wrong direction. He may not know all your girlfriend's situation, but he knows you. The problem with marriage and relationship is there is not a clean understanding of defining what that leadership looks like. So let me help you out. Men are 
men are guides, not gods. Your husband's job is to guide you in the right direction, and you have to choose to follow. If he is the leader, he is a servant leader. That means he is the model of what he wants everybody else to do. If he wants to be respected, he respects everybody in the house. If he wants everybody to have hard work ethic, he works hard in the house. If he wants people to be gentle, then he's the needs to be gentle. On my phone, it says be gentle because I know sometimes I can be rough because the book of Ephesians 6, uh, 1 through 4 talks about don't provoke your children to wrath. And sometimes I be on my kids and being redundant. I'm a communicator. You know how we do. We talk they head off and then we give them lectures, it can push them off the edge. So I learned to be gentle. I have a daughter that when I disciplined her one time, she felt super intimidated. And I said, well, what do I need to do to make you feel comfortable? She said, dad, if you could just sit down and stop moving your hands. Now I had a moment. I could be prideful as a leader and say, I'm the parent. I do whatever the bleep I want to do. Or I could sit down and I put my hands under my legs like this. It was the weirdest thing, too, because I was disciplined. You're grounded. You're not going anywhere this week. Da, 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 da. And she wrapped her arms around and gave me a hug. I was like, thank you, Dad. And then she was grounded. And then she's my princess. She's spoiled. Did the child be grounded to come lay in the bed with me and no, don't have no phone and watch whatever I'm watching? And I got to change what I'm watching because it might be inappropriate. It, but it built a bond with us. You need to do that in your marriage. When you're married to someone, you know, your kids are in a different relationship with your spouse. You got to figure out what makes them feel safe. If you're going to lead them as a man, I think a man has to be more of a model than just a messenger. There's, there's something powerful about a man who leads his family by being an example. Let me give you another phrase that I teach my kids. They watch my videos and they be like, Dad, you say the same stuff over and over again. Well, it's new to y'all, <laughs> right? Uh, words tried by time proves trustworthiness. As a good husband, a good man, you give your word to your family that you're going to provide. And then if you do it over the course of years, you know, your word has been tried by time. They can trust you in that. If you say you're going to be a type of person who's very loving and very kind, well, you give that word and then over you years, it's been tried by time, it proves that you're trustworthy. What happens so much today, excuse me, in relationships is that we don't work hard enough at making sure that the message has a better model. In other words, if I say something to you as a man, the lifestyle I live is way more profound than my words. So when I say, you be like, yeah, he's that guy. I, I tell people all the time, you're only as good as your word. I don't even make promises. I just keep my word. Like the Bible says, let your yay be nay, let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. I'm that guy. I, my, 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 I have people in my life who say, when you promise to do, I, I give you my word, I will. They say, why you can't say promise? Because I don't like making promises because sometimes you don't keep them. But if I give you my word, that means I'm giving you my best. And nine times out of 10, I get to keep my word because I'm consistent about giving my word and I make sure I don't give you my word unless I can actually keep it. Make sense? Leadership in a marriage is about you being equal partners, but you as a man may make the final decision. And I, I know women get bothered by that. Making the final decision might have came from you or came from me, but the brunt of what may happen falls on me as a man. That's just the reality of it. I, I know a lot of men don't like that. You know, well, men who are, you know, built different, they kind of enjoy that position. I enjoy the position. I don't mind taking the, taking the first blow or uh, uh, taking the first hit if it, if it helps my family. In other words, I, 
we'll make a decision on one of the kids and my wife say, I really think we should do it this way. What you think? And I'd be like, well, I think we should go that way. And she's like, I really don't like that. She said, but you can make the decision. There are times I just literally went with what she wanted, but I made the last decision. I was the last deciding factor. How I go is how the family went. That does not make you a dictator. That just means if it goes right or wrong, it, it, it falls on you. And this is my rule of thumb. If it goes well, we all won. If it went bad, it's on me. I don't want my family to deal with those type of things. And I'm fine with that. That's part of being a man. Is it, unfa- is it unfair? I don't know. I don't think so. I think if you sign up to lead people, you should do that. I served in the military. If people were casualties of war and things went wrong, the commander, the last directive we got, that fell on that individual. If certain, if certain things happen in the country, it falls on the President of the United States and it falls on the Senate and it falls on Congress. It don't always fall on us. If you're leading a command and you're the, the sergeant in charge, if lives are at stake, you're the one making the final decision, everybody gives you the input, but it all falls on you. And then you got to say, okay, I'm going to go with this idea or that. Same thing with marriage. You as a man have to decide that. So I'm going to close with this. Date with a purpose. And dating with a purpose to me means dating with the intent to marry or being clear that you just want to have a good time. But you need to be clear about what you do. I prefer dating with purpose. If I date with purpose, it will end well because I will be well. I will, I will be with somebody that I can spend the rest of my life with. As a newly single person, I tell people all the time, these streets are filthy. <laughs> uh, and they're filthy because there is a culture right now that I'm learning that is more about give me, give me, give me. I want to challenge you, watch this over and over again and ask yourself, what can I give the person I love and what are the best parts of me? And why do I want a relationship? Do I want it to date with the intent to marry or do I just want to have a good time? Will I leave this person all red? Or am I longing for a healthy relationship where I can walk down the aisle and not look at the exits? Where do I get my relationship advice from? Is it from people like James, who's been married 19 years and five months, who's now single, who's a widower, who finished well, sickness and health, rich or poor till death do his part. And and I'm not built, and I'm not built for uh free dating or or whole phase. I'm not I'm not any of those things. I don't think any of those things are helpful. But I, I want to know, do you think through what you do when you get in a relationship? And I pray you do. Go over this again and see if it's worth listening to. Man, listen, always remember to love, pray, serve, and share. You can do that any and everywhere. Have a great day.